0: You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and the journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you want most in life in this episode number 84. I am helping you develop a skill that I myself am working on. When I speak i'm definitely what i would call an inspirational speaker you have other speakers who are maybe categorized as business you know thought leaders or as funny or you know as inspirational you can fall into the categories and ideally you'd be a mix of all of them you'd incorporate elements from each of the types of speakers but One thing I found lacking in my speeches, especially lately, as I get very used to my talk that I usually give, is the lack of humor. Now, I have jokes in there, especially in the beginning and in the end, but I found myself wanting to develop actual real jokes to flex my comedian muscle. And so what I've been doing is writing jokes and learning about um, comedians listening to a lot of comedians talk listen and watching them tell jokes, watching them talk about jokes, listening to a lot of podcasts. And I've taken their perspective on comedy and I've distilled it to what a normal person can do, like anybody. So what I've done is I've laid out three types of Of jokes, and now by no means is this be a setup for you to start yourself as a comedian. This will certainly help, but when we're talking about stand up comedy, it's a very different world, and there's a lot of different tips. So this is specifically to help you in giving speeches, whether it's a school presentation or an actual speech in front of people, or when you're telling stories or when you're just making jokes with friends. You can practice these, and next so next time you're with people. Practice these next three tips and see how you can incorporate them into a conversation and see how good you are at it and how maybe you can improve. And that's going to be really, really helpful for you when going through these next three steps. So the first step is just a classic joke. It You have a punchline, you have a setup and then a punchline. You know, why did the chicken cross the road? And then you have the punchline, right, the classic punchline to get to the other side, which is more of an anti-joke than anything else. Um, And then you have, you can have twists. So when you give a repetitious joke, you know, like, why did the chicken cross the road? All of a sudden, you have a twist instead that surprises people. And that surprise is a huge contributing factor in laughing. If you watch Jimmy Carr or Anthony Jezelnik, who typically have a pretty dark sense of humor, their sense of humor, their jokes, their comedy, is built upon the setup, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is this is fine, this is cool," and then all of a sudden, this dark twist that just catches you by surprise, and you can't help but laugh. I mean, if that's your type of humor, um, if you don't like dark comedy, you might be horrified instead. Um, I myself, I love dark comedy. I think it brings a realism to the stage, and it. And it forces you to think about things in a different way. So, I mean, I'm for one, I love being, I love seeing people incorporate that into their act because it forces me to think differently. Um, Maybe when I'm in the mood for it. Sometimes I just want something lighthearted, you know, some Brian Regan um, to reminisce upon. But here's the thing about that type of joke is that it's actually very difficult to come up with an original classic joke with the setup and then the punchline because... The setup is everything. You have to build the world. You have to put them into the experience. And that takes time. If you're able to do that quickly within, you know, like a two liner, that is a skill. And if you're able to do that, honing on it. If you're having trouble with it, it's usually best to start with the next types of jokes to really help you build that instead. And then once you're used to comedic style, you can delve more into the classic kind of joke telling. My one big tip for this type of joke, though, and this is not something that I do, like very rarely, and usually it's only in interpersonal communication, will I make a classic setup twist joke. Because it's... It's it, it takes time to actually develop a good one and if it doesn't just come to you like that, then it just it, it's gonna fall flat or most is gonna get a oh uh, like and that's and that's that's not the desirable reaction unless you're recently appointed unless you're recently a father and uh, you want to make a dad joke so bad. Um, but otherwise, uh, my one piece of advice for you is to have a let's say let us have a setup and say, I just started a podcast, and then I could say it's going really, and then the twist would be using another word other than good or great or bad, using a random word. I don't know. I just literally just made this up. And this is why. This is why, when you have a classic joke like this, you need preparation. Because I could say, I just started a podcast, it's going really turbulent. And see, so all of a sudden then they're then they're shook, right? And then all of a sudden that gets, you know, a little bit of a laugh, because that was a word they didn't expect. It's a funny word. It just comes out of nowhere. And then it it brings to mind, they can already kind of anticipate where it's going. And then so their next setup jokes, right? And this will probably lead more into a story type of joke, but this setup. It, it shakes them loose, literally using the word turbulent and it sets up only what they can imagine. Cause all of a sudden I say turbulent, I started a podcast recently, it's been going really turbulent all of a sudden what they're thinking of what you thought of when I said that. Is up and down, side to side, shaking. So, you know, sometimes then it's smooth. And then it starts shaking again. You're worried about dying because you're in an airplane. That's what turbulent means. So it's all of those emotions and thoughts are coming all out at once. And they weren't expecting it. It brings to mind something scary yet funny, something everybody can relate to. And so, see, there we go. All of a sudden, we have a joke. And I'm not saying it's a particularly good joke. I literally just made it up right now. But it's a joke. And then over time, you can maybe use a different word. Um, it's been going really bookishly. And then you can go into a joke about how it's like a book. I I just, I just saw my books over there, and that's what made me think of it. So, see, using a different word, substituting a different word. Now, Brian Regan, if you want a, a comedian, I'm trying to, I'll try to bring a comedian that you can watch to really get a good idea of how to do this. All of these different things I'm talking about. So, like I said, if you want to watch... Uh, a comedian that is really good on just turns of phrases. Jimmy Carr is a great one, and he is a he's semi-dark comedian. You know his stuff is most mostly kind of light. And then Anthony Jeselnik, like if you're a big fan of really dark comedy, like just the worst <laughs> things, then he is fantastic at two liners. His two liners are perfect. Every single word is accounted for, and it's absolutely it's beautiful to watch this art form in action. But if you want to watch something about using specific words, first of all, I recommend um Brian Regan and watch his specials. I grew up listening to Brian Regan. I have his first special memorized. Um and I know some of you might too, you know, just remember listening to all of those classic jokes, you know, the big yellow ones, the sun. And He was recently talking in a podcast interview with Pete Holmes, who is also, you know, just more of the goofy side of comedy. Um, And he was talking about how it's, it's kind of like substitution comedy. It's synonym comedy. And it's where you'll have a joke, and then you start thinking about how can I make this joke funnier? Oh, let me substitute a word. Let me change a word up to something that they wouldn't expect. So not only do you have a joke, but all of a sudden you have a joke within a joke by substituting a word out that they wouldn't expect. And so that was a really I mean it was a really insightful episode and Pete Holmes' podcast also it's it's very interesting listening to comedians talk about their craft because it's insightful. It's it just it shows you a the back room, like the green room of comedy really is what it does is the backstage of comedy. You see, you know, they talk about writing their jokes about what their joke was and how they transformed it. So if you're really interested in being funnier, then it's a really great podcast. I highly recommend it. And so Brian Regan's is a great one for that type of comedy. Now. There's the most, I would say the most common type of in comedy in general, and I'm talking about interpersonal, stand-up, no matter what, and that is stories. Now, what makes a good story? Now, I'm going to spend most of the time on this, um, even though I spent way longer talking about classic <laughs> jokes than I thought. But stories are a great way to tell a joke. Because, first of all, it takes up time. You can have some filler in there. Every word doesn't have to be precise. Now, it depends on your style. There are comedians, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who was talking about trimming up. Yeah, 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 it was. Jerry Seinfeld is apparently known, I just found out about this, but a lot of comedians will talk about how he's known for cutting off one word off his act. Doing his act and then trying to find where he can cut off a word. And so the timing, everything is perfect and so that's one style me i'm not that type um i prefer to have a more loose sense and that is stories now i found that my strength is in stories i am great at telling a story that is interesting inspirational and funny i and i'm I'm not trying to brag it's just that i've noticed that that's a strength of mine so i'm leaning into it and i force myself to get even better and there's a couple things about telling a story. First of all, it has to move forward. You want every single scene, sentence, paragraph, you want everything to move the story forward. It's like writing anything. It's like any type of story. If this, if something doesn't matter, you need to ask yourself, really, ask yourself, does the person listening care about this? If not, don't say it. Unless it's a vital piece of information that the person doesn't know, right? Then the person would care about that because they'll miss out something vital. If the person you're talking to doesn't care, cut it out. It doesn't matter if you like it. It doesn't matter if you personally, like, I want to say it. You're not telling a story for yourself. You're telling a story for other people. And that's what bugs me so much when someone has a good story and they're telling it for themselves. They're including information only they care about. They're including information that just doesn't matter. We all, I mean, we've all done this and we've all heard those people talk. Trying to decide whether it's a Wednesday or a Tuesday when it doesn't matter at all to the story. And trying to, oh, you, you know that person, right? I think they're related. To, wait, who are they related to? I think, no, they moved in with this. like And then five minutes later, you're wondering what happened. Like, I'm totally not interested in the story anymore. I don't want to listen to you talk for the next month. I'm so done with you talking. Don't be that person, okay? It doesn't matter if you really like it. It's for, the story's for other people. People's for the people listening to you and so keep that in mind the story should always move forward and also the thing about the story and this is i'm going to get into this in the third part okay because the third part is really essential to building up stories and strengthening them but the situation itself should be you should use this in, the details you should include should be different from other people's experiences. So let's say I'm driving, okay? And someone cuts me off. That in and of itself is not funny. It's not exciting. It's like people do that all the time. It's where do we do it to people like sometimes accidentally and people do it to you. Like, so what? Someone cuts you off. Yippity day. But maybe there's a detail about what that person did after they cut you off. Or maybe what happened. Like, it's what that's the setup. But this real story lies in what happened differently. Why was this different from anyone else's experience? First of all, it's interesting because you want to learn more. If I, say, if I say I was driving the other day and someone cut me off and immediately slammed on the brakes and started swerving to side to side on the road, all of a sudden I'm interested because I want to know why, how, what happened next, I'm, all of a sudden I'm invested. If I miss something, then I'm going to miss something that is interesting to me because it's different. I've never experienced this before. The real craft of storytelling lies in telling people something that they've never experienced. And and so to get a good example of this, and right, because I want to give you good examples to watch and learn, is that the show, uh, it's on YouTube. Well, it's Comedy Central, but it, I watch it on YouTube because, you know, who, who subscribes to Comedy Central is... Um, this is not happening. And it's a it's a show where comedians will come up and just tell a story. And the stories are wild, like they're unbelievable. Like there's stories that I would never because I'm not a wild person. I don't do all these these just just the stuff, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. That's a really good resource if you're looking for effective storytelling. It's literally just comedians telling stories. There's it's not a stand-up routine. They're not, I mean, there's not a setup and a joke. It's just comedians telling stories, and it's funny primarily because the person knows how to speak on stage, they know how to pause and deliver the next line, they know how to speed things up and talk in different voices, but also because it's a different experience, none of us could even imagine experiencing. It surprises us. It's a surprising delight. Is is kind of where I'm going with this. That's the principle of storytelling. If you do that, no matter what, you have an interesting story. No matter what, and if it's different and exciting, and things are happening that shouldn't be happening, and just stuffs going on, and that person you know who did, who's driving and swerving and slams on the brakes and stumbles out is clearly under the influence of something and starts like running up to your car and slamming on it. That's it's a, it's it's surprising, and then you'll probably get a laugh out of it. Um, so. That's kind of the principle. So that's the second part, okay? But then the final part, and the final part, is how you enhance your comedy. It's how you make yourself funnier. You have, you know, the principles of being funny is the jokes and telling good stories. But that's not enough. Like a lot of people can do that. How you make yourself funnier is by purposefully including these different points and one of the points is what i call an aside now again like this is i've not had formal training in comedy this is what i've observed from what works and from me giving speeches and seeing how do i make this funnier and so there's a comedian that is very good at asides uh her name is eliza Sleshinger. um so hard to pronounce and by the way i'm going to put all of these links to these um comedians see these different things I'm talking about. I'll put it in the show notes at lukedumaxel.com/slash podcast. So don't worry about that. I'll have all of that for you. You can go there. Um, she's very good at telling a story, and this is what an aside is is telling a story, then inputting something into that story purposefully. An easy way to recognize this and do it for yourself is to use the words. By the way, or have you noticed, or hey, speaking of which, so you're telling a story, you're telling telling it about an event, and you're talking, and usually it works well when you're talking about something more mundane, you know? Like, I walked to the back of the doctor's office, and then I saw a scale. This is another comedian who I, it was just an opener. I don't remember his name. I have no way of knowing who this person is, other than actually remembering when they said his name once. But he had this joke where he said, I walk to the doctor's office, I go, I walk on the scale, and then have you and by the way, they use they use electronic scales for our cattle. But no, in the doctor's office, we have to use those metal bars and it's all manual. Obviously, I told that way worse than he did because that's his joke. And I don't know, remember the joke entirely. And I don't know. I rem- I wish I could remember who that was. And so that's a classic example of an aside. And now uh, I want to get also into allegories, relating something to something absurd. And that also delves into the ad absurdum part is taking something normal, like creating a podcast and then relating it to something absolutely it's uh, it's it's unbelievable, right? So somehow, you know, slowly, allegory by allegory, relating something to something else, relating a podcast to something and something is like that to something else, and all the way getting to, like, I don't know, like, um, a serial killer or something, like, you know, like something like that, it takes you to a place you didn't expect, and that's why it's funny. I, I know explaining humor is the worst thing you can do, but... I, want, I hope this was helpful to you to see how you can actually practically influence your comedy skills. Whether you're just talking with friends, whether you're giving a class presentation that everyone's bored at, and or you're actually giving a speech, or maybe you want to get into comedy and you just don't know where to start. These are ways to start. And if you are serious about stand-up, then there's you have to go so much farther than just this. There's so much more information out there um, that I talked about. But please uh, check out everyone that I mentioned. Um, and I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. Like I said, show notes and more at LukeDMaxwell.com podcast. This Wednesday, I am premiering my brand new new show and I cannot wait. It was supposed to go out last week and I wanted to edit it further. I wanted to get it right. I didn't want to rush it out. I wanted to actually create something good. And especially for the first one. So that's coming out this Wednesday and this Saturday should be a, a video that I've been planning for a while. I want to get it right. I recorded it a couple times and it just wasn't good enough. So I'm trying to do more video stuff for you all. You can be watching this on YouTube or Facebook right now. And links, of course, are at in the show notes and, of course, just on the website Do what you love and remember to always stay on the positive side of things.